Yo, yo, what's up, party people? It's Wednesday. What's up, you two minutes and long boxers? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box Giant Size Episode 150. Wow, 150. Yes. Mm. For those who have been with this channel since the beginning, yes, you are aware this is our 150th live show ever since we started with a little show called Lords of the Roundtable. Uh, we were unceremoniously terminated even before Coppa came out. So who knows? You may get terminated again and start this all over again. But welcome. A happy new comic book day Hope. to you. Happy belated Thanksgiving Day. Happy all that stuff. Want to welcome my Motley cast of characters. Welcome back. Returning champion, Milton the Animal. Say what's up. What's going on, everyone? Good to see you on this Wednesday. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. That's right. Also, my man, Nemesis Prime. Say what's up. This is the way. <laughs> Okay, Mandalorian. Thank you very much. Uh, for those who haven't watched The Mandalorian, you're probably wondering what the fuck this guy's doing. Dark Side Jedi, back producing the, the mostest. Say what's up. Producing, producing. Yeah, man. What's up, everybody? Amazing auction uh, last Friday. Amazing auction, guys. Thanks for everybody who came mm, out. Definitely. All your books have been sent out today. Um, and expect more upcoming events yeah. like that one. I mailed mine out on uh, the kiosk on Saturday, actually. So they went out first thing uh, Monday morning. Uh, but first of all, shout out to everybody in the live chat. Uh, my man, Sith Lord, he's holding it down with the wrench, tailgating, Chad Crow, Al Picknell. Uh, Sith Lordly again. Sorry, I'm just repeating myself. Pops Foster. Big shout out to Pops Foster and uh, the Lord's uh, Spec Investing Group. I think it's what it's called now. Alex Perez, C. Woodard. Uh, the Butcher 105, Scott Palachek. Uh, God, I'm trying to name you guys off because it's growing to like 50 people. A man from Beantown, Gabriel Fonseca, <laughs> Henry Henzi, Captain Crunch. Yes, uh, thank you everybody who have participated in our uh annual Black Friday auction. I think it went off well. Yeah, Five man. hours went by, it seemed man. like it was just four hours. Like to that. Be honest with you. <laughs> like that, and it was uh, a lot of fun. I had a blast, yeah. So welcome to the 150th show, which is sponsored by KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get uh, 10% on any KRS Comics exclusives. Also, the show is brought to you by TheGeekySwagShot.com. Right now, they're having a special Cyber Week deal. You can get this hoodie that I have on right now. This is the, the nicer soft plush one. I It's 20% off, so it's $40. If you want the pullover, it's $32. Please go over, support our sponsor, the Geeky Swag Shot. They've been nothing but cool with us. They hooked us up with T-shirts and stuff, and uh, they've been making T-shirts for the rest of you guys out there. So I thought I'd get some sweatshirts made for wintertime. It's getting chilly out there, y'all. Yeah. Also, the show is sponsored by our friends at RocketComics.com. Go to RocketComics.com. Tell them the Lords of the Longbox sent you to get 20% off your first pressing order and then 10% off any pressing orders after that. The con season's coming up. I'm going to see Scott actually next month in January. So in two months from now, we're going to see him out there at the Yorba Linda Comic Con that's in Costa Mesa this year. And uh, we're going to hit up Taranko for some SIG. So if you need any pressing facilitating needs, hit up your man, Rocket Comics. I'll be there with them at the Costa Mesa show. Then after that, he's when going to C2. It's like in uh, January. I always remember because right. it's cold. I'm going to send it's you cold. a book, bro. All right. 
Yeah, so it's uh, it's jumping. It's the biggest little show I've ever been to. You see nothing. Hmm. It's funny because I just went from Bakersfield Comic Con that didn't have one a uh, uh, Hulk one eighty one. This show I at least have ten AF15s. That's how big it is. Wow. It's big between dealers. Well, it's I need Stranko on my Foom number two. That's all. There you go. Yeah. That sounds rather personal, actually. Oh, but uh, right. yes, I, I don't yes. care what you call your <laughs> I heard penis. He's a nice man. guy. You, what can I say? You can call your penis Foom or Black and Decker Pecker Wrecker. I don't care what you call it. But uh, if you want to call it Foom, that's your business. So, yeah. uh, so hit up Rocket Comics. Uh, and I think that's it, man. We're working on a new sponsor. That I hope to get to you. They're working on the discount code right now. Uh, and I'd be excited to break this news with you guys as soon as it happens. Cause I think uh, you guys will appreciate it. They sell lots and lots of slabs and stuff. Slabs. I think all right, so uh, yeah, this is the 150th episode. Uh, we got some uh, some news that we want to perhaps debunk or um, verify. Uh, we also have a long-term spec list. I don't know if you guys saw some other stuff that came out today, but I'm going to talk about this because not many people have been talking about this. But uh, throw up the first graphic, Ryan. Let me talk about some stuff. There you go. All right, boys and girls. Um, is it up? Yeah, up. Oh yeah. So watch. there, I've been people have been asking me about this, and there was reports. I think our friend Jesse also did a video about this, and he was asking about how true it is. But basically, uh, there was a a rumor going around that uh, Doom War it had morphed into Doctor Doom was going to be the villain in Black Panther Two. Um, so I reached out to a source we haven't really talked about on the show for a while. Our friend, the Black Knight, who reached inside of his Marvel sources. And I was, able to, I was able to get to this. According to several insiders that the Black Knight spoke to, Doctor Doom will not be the villain in the upcoming Black Panther 2 movie. The script is still being written, so whatever leaks appearing now are not true. A few months ago, Ryan Coogler did ask whether Namor is available. So the Black Knight is assuming his involvement in the movie is still in the works with ongoing conversation about the Rock schedule. People close to the project tell him that Kevin Feige is building up to Doctor Doom. Marvel Studios rarely uses a villain more than once, with Loki being the most consistent. However, Loki rides a balancing act between good and evil and is more of a supporting character, kind of anti-hero. And Thanos was the big bad in an epic so large it was split into two back-to-back movies, and if you think about it, really over 10 years. Feige mm-hmm. wants Doom to be fresh when he fights the Fantastic Four. So there you go. I reached out and tried to confirm this rumor about Doctor Doom being the villain of Black Panther 2, and as we first reported... They still want to use Namor, and we originally broke this uh, on the channel relaunch that they wanted to do Atlantis attacks, Wakanda versus Atlantis. So there you go, man. So if you think about it, Doom doesn't really have that much of a history um, with uh, Black Panther. I mean, if you think about it, not really either does um, Namor. But if you think about the land of Latveria versus Wakanda in Atlantis attacks. So that happens. I mean, there's a point, uh, and, and this is somewhat in the modern times. I think um, what happens is that there was a meeting between the leaders of Latveria and of Atlantis, and the, they killed some of the leaders of Wakanda or vice versa, and it started this war. And then there's also the Galantis attack. So that's a good way to introduce Namor. And think about it, even though The Rock is still doing um, Black Adam, he can still be a villain you know, that takes less time. You know what I mean? I mean, if you think well, about, you know, you know, now that Disney owns um, Fox and uh, Fantastic Four and all those all those things, my dream of the Illuminati may come true. <laughs> I got I, I, yeah. I want to see that on screen so bad. You know, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, oh, no, no. I was going to say if you were going to introduce Dr. Doom outside of Fantastic Four. 
I think I'd rather see him introduced in a Doctor Strange type scenario. So then you can kind of get because one of the things we've never seen with Doom in terms of the movies is his supernatural aspect, the magic part. I think it'd be cool if you were going to show him up rather than Black Panther, have him interact with Doc or with uh, Doctor Strange and get that magic on par with you know his character. I do believe that is a segue because apparently Manimal did not watch our show where we said Triumph and Torment was being developed in a I Doctor did. Strange. I was on that show. I'm, yeah. I up right there, bro. Come on. There you go. Yeah. So one of our <laughs> specs was that Triumph and Torment, but this is a it's a standalone graphic novel basically about uh, Doctor Doom trying to get his mother's soul back from Mephisto, and it features Doctor Strange, and that's like full-blown Doctor Doom at the height of his sorcery powers. A lot of people don't just think of him as a kind of a techno-bot, right? I mean, he's all a tech, but he dabbles a lot in sorcery, and at one point, he's one of the more powerful sorcerers in the MCU, and if you've been following what they're doing, man, they're going heavy into the sorcery stuff. I mean, Scarlet Witch is going to go full-on powers, super supernatural powers, so I think that's where they're going. Uh, it kind of makes sense that, you know, you can have that in doc in uh, part two, but it adds up our respect that Dr. Doom was going to be an integral part of the Secret Wars storyline. If you remember, not the original Secret Wars, but 2015 Secret Wars, Doom was a big part of that. Well, actually, I think about it. Doom was a big part of the first one, too, right? I mean, uh, yeah. the first. I mean, so Doom is 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 there. Shout out to JN Guy 1, Imperius Rex. I know he's a big Namor fan. I know our friend JN Guy really loves Namor and the Speedo. Come on, John. <laughs> tell how it is. We're going to have my friend, John, uh, my man, John, on the show to talk to you kids about um, original art. Because, yo, he is killing it. I don't know if you've seen that color uh, X-Men piece he just got. Jesus. That is incredible. Uh, rarely do I see OA where they just go full, full on full color. Yeah, that's awesome. Yo, that was really that, cool. Really cool. That is impressive. But uh, let's get right up to it next, boys. I got a little spec list of some stuff that's being developed mostly for DC. But it's a really interesting Marvel character that they just reserved that I am super stoked for. Uh, drop the graphic on him, Ryan. Sorry. That's right, boys and girls. Sergeant Rock and another character being developed for the Legends of Tomorrow. Hmm. First appearance of Sergeant Rock is... Go ahead, man. I'm going to hit it with them. So we got first appearance for Sergeant Rock is going to be Army at War 81. And um, yeah, you know, this is kind of one of those a little bit more... Uh, obscure characters in the dc universe you know them kind of like staying away from the superhero stuff but being a little bit you know the more war stories and obviously the next character kind of ties in with that as well yeah our army of war number 81 is the first appearance of sergeant rock there is a little controversy on this the dc encyclopedia that came out a couple of years ago retconned his first appearance that a lot of collectors have our army at war number 83 is the first appearance of sergeant rock but dc mm -hmm. actually came out with their encyclopedia and if you look at all the dc uh, web pages now this is officially the first appearance what kind of we got any sales data on this justin yeah as you can see i mean uh last old 6.0 532 was not bad in an old school silver age book but like you said i mean that 83 it also tiptoes on that 83 as well but this is definitely the book to go to guys is the uh, 81 yeah and then, you know this seems like a kind of wonky book to put spec on but this has been reserved by berlanti for legends of tomorrow and if you think about the legends of tomorrow show they kind of go all over the DC universe because they travel in space and time, right? I mean, it's kind of really all over the place. That's why it's yeah. kind of this it fits fun book with the uh, like the Jonah Hex stuff they did. You know, like the couple episodes exactly. they dipped into uh -huh. Jonah Hex's time. I mean, yeah, you dip in and out of this little universe, bring them in for a couple episodes here and there, It'd be cool. Yeah, and there's another warlike character, Ryan. What is it? 
it's uh, an unknown soldier, and this is an interesting one to me because I've I've I'm unknown to this character. <laughs> So, you know, we got it when we research this stuff. Sometimes you got to dig a little bit yeah. deeper. I mean, this is Start, definitely a deep cut. Yeah. So the <laughs> unknown soldier is also being reserved for legends of tomorrow. Um, so you'll have to really search because there's multiple versions of it. But this is the first appearance of the unknown soldier that we're going with simply because I think it's a dope cover. What do you, is- what do you tell us about this book there, Manimal? So, yeah, like Ryan said, you know, this is another kind of obscure soldier character in the dc universe um basically like his name says it's a guy who was part of the army and you never find out his name he gets injured in war and he kind of becomes like this cia type agent where he becomes like um good at disguise and espionage of course he's good with hand-to-hand combat and stuff like that um no real powers so to speak but you know a cool another little character yeah, what what probably people new to, to the hobby or comics don't realize is that man, war and horror comics were huge in the Silver Age, especially right after World War II. There was tons of war comics. Scott Polichek brings up a good thing. He brings up Ghost Tank. Remember Ghost Tank? Remember that was another <laughs> weird DC book. Marvel had a lot of war books as well. I mean, if you think about you know Nick Fury started as a soldier. He he was Sergeant Fury before right. he became Colonel Fury. What kind of sales data we're looking at for the first appearance of? The unknown soldier who actually has a name. Yeah, last uh, last one sold actually was this month, seven point five for two hundred and ten dollars. And like Manimal said, I mean these books are definitely nice to have, especially with Legends of Tomorrow. You had that one season where they had Justice Society of America. You know, and now we're going to get into the War Era, so I expect some good things out of these books. Yep. Speaking of the Justice Society tomorrow of America, go watch our video from last week. Got a lot of good Silver Age oh, spec. On you know those. what's interesting? I saw Funko is releasing a. Alan Scott Funko Pop. So uh, a little bit of foreshadowing, maybe. And speaking of which, we're going to segue into Crisis of Infinite Earths, uh, which really kicked off kind of last week, man, with the Arrow and the Flash. I'm really looking excited Uh to it. So we decided, are we going to go live after uh, the first show and do a recap of it? Yeah, after the first two, because Sunday's what Sunday, Supergirl right? yeah. and Batwoman and yeah. Supergirl. So I'll have to watch Dude. it early because uh, I will somehow have to watch it because you guys are be two and three hours ahead of me. So I'll, I'll wirecast we, it. We can all watch it together. There you go. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. We're no, not, not live. I'm just saying. Just, uh, I was you know. going to say, man. Boom. Boom. You know, I can't promise. Before an after show. Man, that was funny. I can't promise I won't be a little tipsy because that's my birthday on Sunday. So oh, oh. you be doing a little drinking so crisis on drunken earth i like (laughs) it let's do it you guys come in here because remember we started this kind of review on uh and then we realized that wasn't much happening man so we're gonna wait until the uh crisis starts but it looks like it's full bore now man it looks pretty good i was really Mm -hmm. last episode of arrow and flash excellent excellent can't wait they built it up real nice man so don't let us you know i was thinking when i was watching this i was like this should have been on the big screen this should have been dc's Infinity War and Endgame. Can you think of DC does 10 years worth of films and they culminated with Crisis and Infinity Yeah, that would have been really yeah. cool. Yeah, you know, hindsight is always 23. You know what? Um, they still can do it, right? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, that may have been the plan. Man, right. If they would have executed on that, that would have been right up there. If they would have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, everybody in Infinite Earths, kill off some characters, reboot it, and do it again. But oh well. Well, what we do have is the next one. I want to talk about this one. So this one is a little bit outside of the spec realm this is uh so if you didn't watch a really cool james bond trailer dropped today by the way there was a black widow 
uh, trailer to drop. We wouldn't even talk about that, but tons of people already talked about it. Which it's by the time it got to us on this Wednesday, it's old news already. But what I want to talk about is the James Bond trailer that dropped, and the possible speculation that there is a villain in that trailer that looks a lot like a villain in the James Bond comic book. That's right, boys and girls. There is that character, and we I took a screenshot of the actual comic it comes from. It's from uh, Mike Grell, who, of course, is famous for what did he do? Grendel, right? Mike Grell did Grendel, and Mike Grell also yeah, really good. Green, Green Arrow, Arrow the, the Longbow Hunters, right? Mm-hmm. That's Mike Grell. That's the villain there that is in that comic book that looks a lot like Rami Malek. I'm not saying it is or not. It could be, but it would be a cool little book to get just in case it pops. But, you know, who the hell has permission to die by Mike Grell as a comic book? It's, I believe it was even a four-issue miniseries. I'm trying to remember. So it was written and illustrated by Mike Grell. This little-known comic book, James Bond, right? right I mean, if yeah. it looks like it. I didn't even know they be. had James Bond. Oh, Mac Wagner did, Grendel. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to think who Mike, Mike Grell worked on a independent book, and I can't think about Hellboy? it. Didn't he do a lot on Hellboy? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about it. Um, but Mike Grell has been – he. I know he did Arrow, but he also did a um, – I'm going to do it now because now I can't stop thinking about it, what he's famous for because it's going to drive me nuts um, as we were just going live here. Early yeah. Warlord? That's what Scott Palachek said. Yeah. Um, yeah, but most famously, obviously, is uh, Green Arrow. Uh, Warlord 2. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff he did. He did this weird little James Bond comic. I mean, if you think about it now, I think they're still publishing James Bond comics to this very day. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's either IDW or is it Boom Entertainment, one of the two that has these licenses and they're still making comic books for them. But you know what? Just like uh, Mission Impossible, I love me some James Bond films, man. Not so much a Bourne fan uh, because the camera shakes too much, but uh, when Brad Bird did the two Impossible, uh, Mission Impossible films, awesome. And pretty much, they're, uh, for all you gearheads out there, there are going to be four versions of the Aston Martin in the new James Bond movie. I looked that up Ooh. today because there was a sick-ass, like, uh, classic vintage uh, Aston Martin that if you saw the trailer on that had the dual guns in the front of it, they're going to do four of them including a concept Aston Martin that they haven't shown yet. Dope. If you don't know, I know. Aston Martin is James Bond's car, but uh, that's an interesting little spec book. It's called uh, James Bond uh, Permission to Die. So go peep that out at your shops, man, uh, if you can. I doubt you can find it, but next up is what we like to call a double spec because we've already talked about this. Yes, we have. Obnoxio the clown. Oh my god. Yeah. So we when we spec this the first time, we everybody laughed at us and we laughed at it too, but I'm finding out now from our source the Black Knight that Abnox Abnoxio the clown is being developed to appear in Howard the Duck the animated series for Hulu. So we know that remember Hulu is doing these animated series. Uh, we just found out today also like the the Tigra and show uh, that was doing Chelsea Handler. They fired all the showrunners and they're finding a new showrunner for it. So it looks like Kevin Feige's like, look, I don't like what you guys are doing. I'm taking over this. But Abenaxo the Clown, remember we talked about his first appearances. Um, there's quite a few actually. So there's Abenaxo the Clown number one. He's also appears in What If, and he also appears in Crazy Magazine, but. What do you got about this first appearance there, Mountain Milton? This Dude, is a weird book. This character I had never heard of in my life, and I had to look <laughs> it up. You know, the link you gave me for that wiki. There really is nothing about this guy. I mean, this wiki, I could re- I could probably read it right here, and you would have no information. I mean, 
He's a clown who uh, interacts with Howard the Duck, and his only good quality is dependability. Once hired for a job, he always shows up. So that's really all they have to say about this guy. <laughs> so let's give the guy. kids some context on Abinaxo the Clown. So if you think back to the 70s, there was a magazine called uh, Mad Magazine, and they had a mascot, right, named Alfred E. Newman. Marvel came out with a uh, with a parody magazine called Crazy, and Abinaxo was kind of their loosely based, uh, uh, I guess, mascot. But he eventually kind of ciphered through and made it through like some weird issues of like what if, what the, and then eventually it was Abinaxo the Clown versus the X Men because back in the Copper Age, anything with the X Men sold. So mm-hmm. um, sales data on this is weird, but Justin, what can people go look at right exactly now? I mean, if you really want to buy this book, guys, there's a 9.8 <laughs> right now on eBay for 79.99. Other than that, raw books are like under $10. But you know what? We always say if you can get a 9.8 for under 100 bucks, just spend that hundo and get it. It is available right now for 79.99. I want to see what you guys do. And I, after the show's over, I want to see if that book is still listed for 79.99. You know what I mean? And, you know, right now, now is the time for Creepy Clowns. You got the Joker. You got it. Uh, what's his name? Pennywise. Perfect time for Abinaxo, right? And you could already tell this is the Hulu stuff is going to be a dope theme because Abinaxo is not very kid friendly. I mean, he, he look, he's got a dead kitty pride right there on his chest. But this list is going to get progressively weirder and weirder. Uh, uh, the, yeah, the clown reminds me of uh, Yucko from Howard Stern. <laughs> Yucko the clown. Yeah. You heard it from Ryan's Ryan's oh. ears to your lips, or vice versa. Ryan's lips to your ears. Mm. Uh, the next book I am kind of excited about. This character has a cult following, um, and it's about time they give this character some love, man. Uh, next up, being reserved, is Bats the Ghost Dog. That's right, boys and girls. If you've read this, I forgot who I don't. I forgot who wrote it, but anyway. This is a great story about when Dr. Strange became a veterinarian and he had a dog. Well, the dog, spoiler alert, gets killed and becomes a ghost. So that's when he becomes Bats the Ghost Dog. So first appearance is an easy book to find. What can you tell us about him, Animal? So Bats the Basset Hound was actually created by our good friend, Donnie Cates. And um, shout out to Donnie Cates. And so, uh, yeah, you know, so bats basically like Tivo said, of course, you make a dog, you kill that dog. That's what everyone does in any form of literary. <laughs> exactly, ever. Yeah. It's like the worst thing in the world. But, you know, he bats around a little bit, no pun intended, in the uh, series. He most recently was actually seen in the um, Wolverine Infinity Watch miniseries where he assists Loki and Wolverine tracking down an Infinity Stone. Um but yeah, and he, oh, it's a funny little scene too, where he he actually communicates with Cosmo, the Russian dog, cosmonaut. So that was kind of cool. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, but didn't I think Loki's the one that killed him too? Yeah, right. Yeah, so he interacted with Loki up. a lot with with Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's messed up. Uh, what kind of sales data is on this, Justin? I would imagine these are pretty plentiful. Surprisingly, as you can see, a nine point eight only went for sixty dollars for our man main. Donnie Fuckface Cates. Nine point eight. That's his name. Okay. Well, there you go, man. I enjoyed this uh, Doctor Strange run, and the reason why it's issue three eighty one, it's not. It's like issue twenty something. This is when they started doing the legacy reboot. So really, they they counted up. It's two for this book. If you guys look, so there's this. There's the lenticular cover. There's like the 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 faced ones that they did, and one in twenty five. So definitely a lot. Excuse me, a lot out there. 
yeah, it's a cool little character to have, man. I, I like Bats the dog. And uh, he's being reserved for TV and film. So let me, you know, let me go back. So Sergeant Rock and Unknown Soldier are going to be, uh, are being reserved for The Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Abenox of the Clowns being reserved for Howard the Duck. Bats the Ghost Dog is being reserved for film and TV. So that makes you think that, you know, he could appear in perhaps uh, WandaVision or some other supernatural show and possibly Doctor Strange number two. He's definitely a Doctor Strange character. It's his uh, freaking dog, you know, but, you know, that'd be awesome that they're going to reserve him for that. I'm not saying he's going to have a major role. It's just a cool little thing to collect when you're out there in the wild looking at stuff. You know, when you're digging in them long boxes, have something to dig for. Uh, little editor's note. Um Keep in mind, this is the first cameo, 381, and the first full appearance is number 382. There you go. Mm-hmm. 382, 381. There's still a great run, man, of uh, Doctor Strange. He ends up becoming, um, uh, if you've been reading Doctor Strange, he eventually becomes a herald of Galactus. Like uh, everybody is apparently a, a herald of Galactus nowadays, including uh, somebody else uh, in a what if issue. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, all right. Next up is uh, some DC books that uh, are being reserved for TV. I don't know what, though, but what we do is sometimes we just get a list that they say, hey, these characters are going to be reserved. They want to use it for TV. And we kind of have to piece it together on what we think it is. And I think we I think I can guess what this one is. But pop it up there, man. What are we looking at next? We are looking at the first appearance of Barry Winters. Uh, First appearance is Manimal. Hit it up. So his first appearance is going to be New Teen Titans 21, which uh, here in a second, I'll let Ryan take over and talk about why that book's a little bit more important. But Baron Winters, he's just um, kind of your typical sorcerer, but he does have some ties with some biblical characters, you know, running the Adam and Eve kind of storylines. He's kind of got a little Doctor Who-esque to him where he fills a role and there's like a, you know, there's other characters who fill this role of being like a gateway of spirits. Um, and a lot of the issues and her pictures of him, he's looking straight up. Here's a shout out to some old stuff looking like Barnabas Collins from, uh, dark shadows and a lot of the art. Oh my God. Dark shadows. One of my favorite shows. Manimal was even old enough yet. Come on. (laughs) You don't even know what I knows. Oh, uh, you don't even know what you know. But, uh, yeah. So Baron Winters, cool name, kind of a weak character. Um, I don't know. I'd be interested to see where he'd show up. You know, sorcerer. Who knows? My my guess is this is going to be in uh, next season of Teen Titans uh, or Titans, the, the 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 TV uh, show or the yeah. DC Universe show. He's right? created they're... a lot of Wolfman, which they're pretty strong. That Titans is doing a lot of Wolfman stuff. So yeah, what, what kind of price uh, sales data you got on this, Justin? And then we'll let uh, Ryan expand on this more since he's a huge Titans fan. Yeah, I mean, last sale only a nine point eight for one hundred and five bucks. I mean, you can get them raw for. Definitely really cheap. I mean, this is a good 80s book. I mean, he's so weak that he's not even on the CGC label because it's the other yeah. character. So, but Ryan, Ryan, what's the other good first appearance yeah, on this speak book? Speak to the other appearance because there's multiple first appearances in this book. Yeah, so the big one, the, the reason this book is 105 at a 9.8 is not because of Baron Winters. I can tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> so It's Night Force. It's got to be the, Night Force. Yeah, it is. Yeah, right, right. Um, okay. It's the first appearance of Brother Blood. And he is the leader of a of the Trigon cult, essentially. I mean, so with Trigon being in the first season, spoiler alert, of the Titan show, I spec'd hard on this book just because, yes, they used him an arrow, but they used him horribly. And the fact that Teen T- or the Titan show is so accurate, him, we're going to uh, hopefully see brother blood i mean so I, it makes I it makes imagine. sense that it's reserved and we go, we're guessing he's going to be in titans i'm thinking 
That's what uh -huh. I would. Think. Yeah, because it makes sense if they're part of Trigon. They already introduced Trigon a yeah. little bit. They really went away from him in season two, uh, to um, to do the finale, which featured probably the worst death ever on screen. Oh. I believe. Yeah, <laughs> I won't leave any spoilers, but my God, how do you die from that? But anyway, we're not going to talk about <laughs> how they died. But apparently, they're going to come back for season three. But man, they could have done that so much better. The rest of the show was going off Amazing. so well, and then I was like. She died of that. Oh, he died of that. They died of that. Whatever, man. But a uh, little disappointing. Kind of like the last like the last season, uh, season one, the finale also kind of let me down. Where yeah, it's like, hey, it's it, was like, it was like no. that scene from Austin Powers. No. No. <laughs> when that thing's rolling towards him. Yeah. All right. And the next one is I've literally, I have never heard of, but it makes sense. Uh, since this movie is coming, uh, we got her, her word that this character was reserved, and the name of this character is Black Alice. I don't know who the hell it is, mm -hmm. uh, but all I know is this is their first appearance, Birds of Prey 76. What do you got on this animal? So, you know, true story, too. When I first, when you sent this, I didn't know who it was either until I kind of read about it. I know Black Alice from more of the modern stuff where she joins the secret six. They had a little mini series where it was with Bane and Ragdoll and Catman, And I recognized her from that, but basically it's a character who can adopt powers of sorcerers and anyone who has some magical aspect to them. She borrows their powers. Um, so she could be super powerful around characters like black Adam, or she could be kind of weak around characters like Baron winters. But um, you also have, she doesn't have much control over her powers. It's not like the control that the uh, the mainstay characters have, but, you know, an auxiliary character you could throw in pretty much any show, probably. I'm really digging that cover, too. It looks very Michael Turner-esque. I, I don't know who did the cover, but those, like, the chicks, that is a, that's a good-looking cover, man. I don't know who did that, but I'm mm -hmm. trying to look at the signature. Uh, what Any sales date on this, Justin? I mean, surprisingly, a 9.6 sold in September for... You know, fifty-five bucks, which is really odd. I mean, why would you just go out I've and buy? A black, never seen know, this book. There's at all only about my... two, three books in this entire uh, Birds of Prey run. That's good, and for a number seventy-six, just is really odd, just to kind of get it out there. But uh, there is a couple on eBay, which is even. There's only three of them on eBay. If you're looking for the cover, it's uh, Jason Pearson who did the cover on this, as well as a yeah, few that's, other a, ones. that's a nice look. However, I really like the way he he drew them. It looks very. Turner-esque for uh -huh. even a for a book that came out in 2005 done by Gail Simone. So it's not bad at all, man. So uh, that's it, boys and girls. A nice crisp 30 minutes. Uh, there's about 90 of you watching. Really appreciate it. Uh, you know, we try to fill an hour, but sometimes we don't. Uh, Ryan, you want to auction anything? <laughs> I, I would love to. I'm not prepared. So I will. Right. I'm going to do one soon, though. I might Any questions from the live chat? Uh, speak now, forever hold your peace. Did we ever talk about how to navigate a con? No, I no, don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, no, we were going to talk about that in a collector series, how, and we never had like enough time uh, to talk about it. So uh, if you guys have any questions for the collector series, we can do a quick collector series now. Uh, if you have a question, pop it into the live chat. But uh, I remember some people were asking about. Um, the proper etiquette of a Comic-Con. And I think I, I can do this one. Um, basically, uh, when you're meeting creators or whatever, um, I would say, I don't know, chat them up or not, it's up to them. Sometimes if you want them to sign a book, you can ask them something. It, it really depends on how they're feeling that day. Some are very chatty. I've met uh, Bob Layton 
incredibly chatty. Mike Mignola, very chatty. Sergio Aragones, very chatty. Um, Starenko. Blue, blue Shirt Man, what's his name? Um, Neil Adams. Claremont talks and, a lot. Yeah, Neil Adams, if you catch him on a good day, he'll chat you up. If, if sometimes he's feeling bad if and you can't get anything for free. Um, basically, you know, you know, just deal with them and just remember they've been at a con all day long. But also, also remember you're a human just like they are, and they shouldn't disrespect you because you're a grown ass man, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some of these guys are some of the newer cats are better with social media and they can talk to people better. I mean, Neil Adams has a huge, huge booth. And he is very opinionated. Uh, so is Starenko, very chatty. So I would say, you know, when you're going up there, just say, hey, how you doing? Sign this. And a lot of people, they want the me. I don't really care about it. I'd I rather get a facilitator to sign the books for me and walk around the floor. But some want to experience it, you know, talk to somebody. Maybe they grew up with their comics. What do you guys say? What about you, Justin? So when you go to a con, what I mean, when you're doing signatures, you rather stand in line, do it yourself or get a facilitator like Rocket Comics to do it? No, I mean, I definitely like to walk around and meet them. But the main thing, I think, you know, if you want to talk about navigating a con, I think we should talk about the things to bring to a con, especially deodorant you know, and water, deodorant, water, I bring Advil, I bring snacks because you definitely walk when you're standing in line. Sometimes you forget when you're bouncing around to all the artists, you really need to be eating and drinking because that's the one thing that people forget. And then you crash. Um, and for God's sakes, bring some breath mints. There'd be some <laughs> people with some kicking ass breath. And sanitizer, somewhere. too, man. That's another big one. If you have but, the food, uh, here's a question, not, um, Tim, real quick. Thunderhouse Design asks, does Rocket Comics do anything for resto removal? I don't believe he does. The only mm. really good people for that is, I would say, CGC. Um, because if somebody else does it, then CGC may count it as uh, a restoration. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, you know, you can ask him. But for the most part, CGC is probably the best people to do the restoration, especially if they graded it themselves. They have the notes. Mm. They know what to unrestore for per se. You know what I mean? And I've seen some people on uh, Instagram post good results with uh, CGC undoing the restoration, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, so you can undo restoration, but I you know reach out, talk to Rocket Comics, and he'll tell you his honest opinion. You know, you, you know, it doesn't cost any money to ask him questions, but ask him first. But I know CDC does offer it, and uh, I've seen some good results with what CDC does. So that's another thing we could talk about. Is um, I've seen some people ballsy enough to buy a restored book, and they'll get the the, the graders' notes, and they'll and they'll submit it back to get back a blue. I mean, you guys have seen them on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. Where they come back blue labels. It's it's not impossible. Yeah. I've seen it happen. But, Otto's got one. Otto had a uh, a first vulture that was a purple label. Took it under yeah. stored. Even Barry Gary. LZ Rally can uh, talk about this since we were having troubles with this today. What do you guys think of the new GPA website? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you notice our GPA sales data was a little off today because <laughs> we're having problems getting to the site. If you can get in. Yeah, so I don't know. But, but I'm going to tell you what. Their old site was awful. So, it's such text base heavy it's god awful god get some mm. graphics on there is what all i have to say is there's just so so much data on there it's hard um also i would say about a convention is the when you go get an idea you know typically they have a map and they show you where everybody is find out mm. what you want to do so you can make most of your time right figure out okay i'm gonna get my books prepped and then i'm gonna drop them off here and i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go here and then get it all done so if if you're gonna submit books to cgc Get there as soon as the show opens because there'll be a line throughout the yeah. entire day. If you need to get a, wit a facilitator, 
a CDC witness, good luck. I would. That's why I use Rocket Comics because he's been doing this for years and years and years. I give him my books. He'll go around and then he submits them all at once and he's exhausted after that three days. But that's what that service is there for. Where if you're going to do it, if you're also going to get a book signed, I know a lot of us do this already and a lot of facilitators do it for you that you don't know but window your book before getting it signed. If you don't know what windowing is, CDC actually mm -hmm. shows video, has videos of it on their YouTube channel. Basically what you do is you put it in a bag, you cut a hole in a bag, but then you put blue tape around it so they know where that hole in the bag is. Think about it. If you cut <laughs> right. a clear plastic bag, how are you supposed to know where the hole is? Ooh, exactly. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> they used to sell window bags on Amazon or some site. They stopped selling it. It was just one giant big window, but you can be very specific, but be forewarned. Some are very particular in where they sign. Like Claremont was very specific about X-Men books. He would only sign in the logo and nowhere else. And I think that was to pay respect to the artist that did the book. He didn't want to uh, sign his name over artwork on the cover. So mm -hmm. if you window an X-Men book and put it as elsewhere besides the logo, Claremont may sign somewhere else. So just know that. Um, yeah, it is tricky when done in the dark. Um, but look at the YouTube videos. There's tons of them. Um, uh, if you want to do that, uh, also cracking a book before getting it signed. I think we talked about this briefly last week. If you get a facilitator like rocket comics or CGC to crack a yellow label and they sign it, it will retain the original signature and add on additional signature. If you ever seen a CGC label that has two signatures with different dates on it, yeah. that's exactly what happened. If you get a non uh, witness to do it, one of them is going to come back. Uh, what is it? What labels come back when it's a, is it it's like uh, a purple, purple thin line and then yellow? So. Yeah, which is awful because uh, you look at it, you go, Oh, yellow, and then you look carefully, and you're like, Oh man, there's purple behind it. Man, <laughs> Wuhan, did you miss anything important? Uh, yeah, Dr. Doom, uh, we can we reached out to our inside sources of Marvel, and he's not going to be uh, in the Black Panther movie, at least not yet. Uh, we're hearing that uh, Ryan Coogler wants to use Namor for the villain. And uh, Sergeant uh, Hulk, <laughs> Sergeant Rock, and the Unknown Soldier are being reserved for um, Legend of Tomorrow. Uh, Ghost Bats, the Ghost Dog, being reserved for Doctor Strange movie and film, and then a Teen Titans book, and then a um, Birds of Prey book. God, you like the way I summarize that? That was awesome. That was good. Well done. <laughs> uh, I'd like to add, if you're going to buy books solely to go buy books, go at on Sunday. And wait until they're about to close, and you'll get your best deals. <laughs> Absolutely, that is correct. Because I, I think so many books from yeah. dealers that just want to get rid of shit. Put it this way: they don't want to carry as much as much stuff out as they came in with on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I I'm, a famous story is when I was at WonderCon, and the big to do gave me a big box of porn because he didn't want to carry it around anymore. <laughs> so I have a box full of Penthouse and Hustler comics. <laughs> so. So, and he made me do it so then we can go out to dinner. But um, uh, let me see what else. Um, so I would say also uh, we could talk about it briefly. Um, is and well, I was like, really? He's got a question. Do they guarantee the CGC signature series grade to come back the same on multi signatures that they do not use? They do. They no. didn't use two years ago. That they that's something that unfortunately you cannot guarantee. I mean, uh, if you have a nine point eight and you're cracking it and you already have a signature on it and you're cracking it to add a signature, you're really rolling the dice. Or if you have no signature on it and you want to add some signatures, again, that you are really rolling the dice on that. Best thing to do is signatures, crack, add signatures, and I would even repress it again. Have have CGC press it. 
You know, my rule is one. never crack a nine eight. Mm. Don't tempt the gods twice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Be happy you got the nine eight, and just don't, uh, you know, don't deal with it. Um, I wanted to get John on here to talk about how to do original art commissions at a show, which is very interesting and and can be tricky in a way because um, our boy Ray Jr., I know tons of people who get burned. Uh, There's a group on Facebook that does original art sketches and whatnot. And remember when we had uh, Ken Lashley on our show? Yeah. Ken Lashley is one of the cooler cats that are artist row. He doesn't have a fixed price. He says whatever your budget is, he will work within the constraints or restraints of your budget and give you what he can. So if you have $50 on a blank cover, he'll give you a $50 sketch. If you have $200, he'll give you $200. There's some cats like Adi Granov, Mark Brooks that are art germ famously like charges premium. How how much is art germ to house? $350 for the pens and then $1,000 for a full like full deal. And how yeah. long does he quote you on turnaround time? Well, I mean, if you do it at a show, he's doing it at the show. Oh, really? See, that's not bad at all because sometimes think but about he only it. He takes a few. He takes very, very few compared yeah. to like Ken, I know, takes a ton. He takes, I mean, I've seen his list from like day one and then he'll add to it if he, you know, he can day two, day three, whatever it is. So, yeah. So if you go there, if it's a three day show, go there Friday, say, hey, man, can I have this by Sunday? And you pick it up Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really also on uh, reputation. Like if you get some unknown dude and he says, yeah, I'll send it to you. I just saw somebody said they didn't get something and it took six months for them to go fight back and forth, uh, get it. My man, Danny Silva, I known for a long time. He'll, uh, uh, he also has his name with CGC. So when I get a, a sketch cover done, Ryan got one done too. Yeah. He can submit to CDC and it'll come back a yellow label. So a lot of times artists don't have that. It's pretty easy for the artist to get within the CDC registry to become a registered mm-hmm. artist. If not, it just basically becomes uh, a, a purple label and somebody drew art on on the cover. Green. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, but typically, Green. what what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to get a sketch book, right, and mm-hmm. have. Just have yeah, them who do that? Uh, somebody on YouTube. JB. JB yeah. from Discovery Bay has a yeah, nice one. Really it's, cool. it's small. Mm-hmm. It's maybe uh it's by it's like a six by six. Man, is, that's so personal. Size what does JB you know, know about you? Why are you talking about how small this thing is? No, I think that's a great idea. If you want to get like a bunch of head sketches or remarks, uh, and you know, you can get like sketchbooks from you know, like pocket size on up to like full size. And then I think that's a great. I, one year I had a friend to go to San Diego Comic Con and he brought a baseball bat and he got 50 signatures on it. Wow, that's cool. And, wow. The, art, and the artists were just like, This is a great idea. I want to sign your baseball bat. So he just walked around with a baseball bat. So <laughs> you can really have, um, can you slab art as well? Yes, you can. Yeah, oh, that he's uh, making that as an announcement. Yes, you can slab art. So there's two ways of doing it. You can um, get an either a, a comic book label, uh, 9.8. Hey, shout out to Pop Swaster with a $20 super chat. Really appreciate it. Thanks, uh, great Thank show. Uh, 150. Congrats, fellas. Thank you, Pop Swaster, who is uh, one of the admins of the uh, Lord's comic investing page where we got a group of about 200 or so people then we post just purely comic books uh and good spec so uh thank you much pops uh but it's a very exclusive group so if you want to join the group you got to get sponsored by another member because we don't want any shenanigans going on like uh it's going on on facebook right now so thanks pops foster for handling that so um so we're talking about art uh, there's a diff- different ways to do it. I personally like getting a blank cover and I like getting a grade on it. Like I want that nine, eight, um, Justin, don't you have, do you have art slabs? 
where they yeah. where it's the uh, ART it's the ART right uh i think i i actually have one the only art one i have is cbcs i don't have a cuz i don't think cgc does the art on like yeah. a on a sketch but i do have one it's a harley quinn one is that on um, a blank cover or is that just yeah, a yeah. piece of art no 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 keep talking i'll pull it it's i actually have it right here in my case Ooh, keep right, talking. So I, pull it. I am going to keep talking. Yes, Who Dat Comics, you are okay to join because you know us. So Pops Foster, uh, if Who Dat Comics joins, make sure you get his. I, I don't know if he's uh, Who Dat Comics on Facebook, but if uh, put your government name in there and Pops Foster will send you an invite. So that's, I see, I thought it was a yellow label. It is. That, the, it is. Not the thing it. is, uh, so this had, what had happened was, so I had this to send a verified one. TV, yeah, it was verified as a sketch by uh, Chad Harding because uh, that's how I graded it. But the there's other signatures on here. There is uh, Darwin Cook, literally the month before he he passed away. Uh, and then who else is on here? I have Jimmy Pomiati and Amanda Connor are on here as well. Well, so. since we're doing show and tell, and then I'll show what I have as <laughs> art. Yeah, that's dope. That's, this, that's is, uh, this is a Star Wars number one blank. And this is uh, Day of the Dead Princess Leia that I had our I friend that. Danny Silva Designs create for me. Um, I love this. People have offered me $600 for it. And this is, I've kept this one. I also have a Joker uh, Lowrider one. I have the first Spider Gwen um, Day of the Dead as well that I sold to a couple in uh, Hawaii who really wanted it. But this one right here, if you notice, just yeah that doesn't matter as long as this cover is all black this is a nine eight and this is uh danny silva it was with cgc so i got this so starting bid one dollar let's go i'm just kidding <laughs> I'll so show, i'll show one that i yeah ryan show you ryan actually has the first appearance of the lords of the yeah. long box well, that's cover. in a box somewhere i'm just oh. gonna show this one i got this from uh william mesner Loeb's. it's a little homage to the oh, that's tech cool. 38 using uh nice. flash and kid flash we should have set up ryan ryan actually has himself you know what? On i'll a, go find it he's a zombie on a cover uh and wearing a lord's the longbox <laughs> shirt so that's the first ever appearance of lord's the longbox on the cover of a comic book uh true first animal you got any true you got any first. you got any uh you got any art I don't really do the art thing, man. It's not. not That's something you want to get into. I mean, yeah. from your, I guess you're the youngest, newest collector out of us. Is that something? When you look at original art, is it over? Is it or like daunting or overwhelming? Or what do you think about it? Is this not your cup of tea? Or what do you? You know, think? it's never really been my thing. Art. I'm more about the story and the writing. Um, that's always been my thing. I just, you know, don't get me wrong. If I see a cool artwork, I'm like, yo, that's awesome. But. It's never anything I, I, I seek out. You know, I do like going to the cons, and if I find, like, some good art, like, um, what do I – what do I got? You like prints. Yeah, prints. I like a good yeah. print here and there, but, no, nah, nothing crazy, man. It's not really my thing. You know, it gets very, very expensive to the point my, my guy, Jane guy – he sold off his combo collection and just to get his original art because original art, there's websites for it. And it is really, we're talking Ooh, yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. for that's like the big boy collecting right there. Yeah. And then there's two types of original art. One is where I get art germ to draw me something on 11 by 18. Mm -hmm. The other original art is buying the actual original art from a comic book, right? Like a, yeah, a page. Cover, right? Yeah. That we're talking five, 600. I, I don't know where it is, but I have something that was given to me by our friends at Comics MV, and it's an original art from a uh, a Bruce Lee comic on the the internals, uh, the internal pages of a Bruce Lee comic. 
Hmm. And that's about it. But I know Jimmy uh, Jimmy C has deep into original art. Once you start seeing and fail everybody, I couldn't find it. It's buried deep somewhere. And the I'll thing about it, original, I'll, I'll show yeah. you guys the next time. The thing about original art is, man, you got to be careful to get it from a reputable source because there are bootlegs out there, just like uh -huh. everything else. It, people pirate that stuff, and that poor guy on Instagram, <laughs> we always bring up, but man, he thought he had Todd McFarlane and Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld, but they were uh, faked um, with everything. So. Mm -hmm. But what's awesome about those is when you get original art, you can frame it. I mean, it literally becomes, we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars worth of art. Uh, and so oh, you know, I, I have this from uh, Emma Kubert. Nice. Yeah, that's I awesome. Dig that. I like yeah. that. And I like those look like soft, almost it's like watercolor. pastel watercolors. Yeah, she like watercolored the, it. Yeah. Oh, it is watercolor. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I also got something from our friend Danny Silva. And he, um, you know how you take uh, something and you wrap it around a frame? You know what I'm talking about? Like that kind of canvas? Yeah. He did a piece for me on a canvas that I hung that I got my for my girlfriend for her birthday, which is um, uh, three of our dogs that passed away is on there. But all of my dogs are named after Star Wars characters. So it's um, Vader, Leia, and Padme walking across the Rainbow Bridge because there's a poem about when dogs pass away that they cross over the rainbow bridge to where they're happy with treats and they're no longer sad. So I gave her this and she started crying. <laughs> I sent a picture to Dan. I go, Hey, you did a great job. Cause you know, it was, it was, it meant something and that's what art should be. You know what I mean? So, uh, man, might as well get Dan Danny Silva to be a sponsor of this show. Check man, out Danny Silva designs, awesome. man. He's, he's always doing cool stuff. Yeah. He, he, I would say he's really good at It's kind of a, what would you say it is? It's like uh, he miniaturizes horror things. Yeah, like he, does, he makes like, like he cute zombies. Really cool, if that makes sense. Yeah, cute stuff like Calvin and Hobbes type stuff with like cute Star Wars Hobbes. figures. Yeah, <laughs> if, I mean, um, our boy Wolverine got Jim Lee's X Men number one zombies zombie zombitized zombified zombified. Yeah, they're basically all zombies on the cover. So you got like. Uh, it's interesting because you know Cyclops made out of metal, but he made him like flesh falling off him and shit. So it's pretty cool. But um, like Danny Silva goes to uh, WonderCon, Long Beach Comic Con. Uh, he does like all the local art shows here. I always run. He's at my LCS on Free Comic Book Day, so he's always doing cool chapters. So check out Danny Silva Designs on Twitter and Facebook, man. Uh, and, and one day Ryan will show I'll the uh, I, I'm zombified version of Ryan. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll post it on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, so we have uh, effectively stretched for as long as we can. So uh, we are going to leave right now. Make sure you go check out the Comic Core live right after us, the Comic Core on Facebook. Manimal, any last words? Nope. Just uh, thanks for coming by, guys. All right. Justin, last words, please. Uh, yeah, guys, check out Three Men in a Basement. Uh, I just posted a video this week in my Black Friday comic haul. We are doing a live video next Friday. We have a huge, huge unboxing, probably the biggest one that the channel's had. Uh, between my books, uh, My Boy Dave in the Cave and Bernie 1869, I'm thinking we're about having about 40 to 50 books unboxed. So next Friday night, it's going to be a huge show, guys. As of right now, Three Men in the Basement are officially at 961 subscribers. They are trying to get to 1,000. When hit 1,000 subscribers, they are going to give away $1,000. Mm, close. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving away a Venom, Venom Lethal Protector number one, 9.8, signed by eight different people, as well as a remark on there. So well, check out that eight, video. Sub up. Eight nice times signed CGC yellow labeled, and it's still a 9.8. So there's the uh, link. Make sure you comics for that. That was uh, a nice. 
thing for that they gave us. <laughs> hey, Lords, any regrets, bad deals from your early days you take back? Uh, yeah. About 50% of them. Shit, yeah. man. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you one that really uh, grinds me is I s- traded or I thought I sold or sold was first parents of Spider Gwen, the Greg Land variant in a 9.8 Ooh. signed by Greg Land. 9.8, dude. And I bought that for cover price when it came out. I can, but I, I can I beat you. It. I can beat you. All right. I know you got some horror oh stories. Oh my god, this is my this is the worst. Oh, I know your horror, horror story. Ever. Yeah, let's lean back for a good hour. Go ahead, Ryan. Tell us your sad <laughs> Jesus, stories. I'm sweating already. Coming, it's like what do they call it? Uh, nah, never mind. So anyway, is it going to be your Justice League story? Or it's the Justice else? League story. <laughs> is that the one that was stolen? No, no, that was actually a Action Comics 252. Oh, man. All right. Tell them both because they're both pretty sad stories. That was the first appearance of uh, Brainiac. I had bought it from a dealer, and I posted it on eBay to sell it. I I bought it for a good price. I thought I was going to make at least a grand on it. And I get a a phone call from Detective So-and-So from, like, Illinois. And he's like, this book has been reported stolen, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to put you in contact with the owner. I'm like, fuck, I'm out of... 2500 bucks or however much you know i know i think i paid like 16 i'm like i'm out 1600 dollars. the the guy actually paid me for it because oh, wow. he got insurance claim so that's kind so of so he sold it on ebay not knowing it was stolen right right I so no you idea. bought ill-gotten goods like from another person who got ill-gotten goods yes but thank god i didn't lose you know what i mean i got some money out of it i didn't make my thousand that i thought i was gonna make but i broke even now, the non-breaking even story, early, early on, I met a, uh, a guy, I didn't really know him very well. It was a, it was an Instagram or a, a Craigslist buy, and I had bought a bunch of stuff from him, and he had a Justice League number one. It was raw. Um, I wasn't really good at grading. I have, at that time, no clue, but we both agreed that we thought it was going to be at least a 5.0. I thought with a press and a clean, it would come back a six. I spent $2,500 on it because at that time it was before the justice league movie came out. It was like right around that time when it was like getting heat. Uh Uh, I sent it in for grading, pressed and cleaned it, had uh, rocket comics actually press and clean it for me. And it comes back restored with three, trimmed edges oh so there's no taking the restoration out of a three trimmed edges so i ended up selling it for 600 bucks damn oh yep so that is part of <laughs> learning as a collector on what um how to look for you know trimmed edges and yes. that's why sometimes we say no on a on a big boy book it's almost better to get it slab because yep. you know Lesson when especially learned. when you're buying from a third party you, you, that CDC there is kind of the third party arbitrator, arbiter, excuse me, or person to tell you that, hey, we have looked at this book. There's no, it's no restoration on it. And this is what we decided the grade is. And sometimes, you know, you're going to spend more, but, you know, you have that peace of mind knowing if you're buying a 5.5, five, it's a 5.5. Five. Exactly. On eBay, there are some good buy sellers, but there's also well, some unscrupulous ones. That's why CGC exists, is because on eBay back in the day, people were buying restored books for regular price yeah and let me tell you they stepped in and they filled a void and it saved buyers i'll tell you my story of my when i bought tales of suspense my first appearance of hawkeye 
And this was back when I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a PGX book. I'm going to crack it and send a CDC. I'm going to press it and get a higher grade. I bought a tail suspense first mirrors of Hawkeye. I think it was like a 5.5. I, I took it, cracked it, submitted it. It came back a restored 4.5. So it dropped the whole grade and it had trimmed edges because I when I posted it on Facebook or Instagram, I go, hey, I just got this uh, first Hawkeye look at his PGX books. And people are like, one guy commented and says, looks like the pages are trimmed. I was like, God that damn, sucks. now that you say it, I look at it. I go, oh, man, so, sure enough, it just came back. And I was and I had to sell it as a restored, uh, a restored label. I mean, that, you know, hmm, I mean, so luckily that book you know at the time wasn't that high you know it wasn't like i paid thousands of dollars for it but when you start going and spending that much make sure you deal with a reputable dealer like greg reese rare comics or somebody like that or your lcs or, or if you even there's stories of people who um in back in the wild wild west days of comic book collecting in 2014 15 people used to switch out comic books from uh slabs oh, uh-huh. there was that so, uh, teen tight or turtles the teenage mutant Ninja turtles issue that's the most famous one yeah. is the pgx that somebody swapped out a first print for like a third print and yeah. put it in it because if you remember, you got to remember what the old cases were very easy to crack and put a book back in nowadays they're very hard to crack and there's an inner well so it's really hard to pirate them nowadays but back in the day man <laughs> there used to be some crazy stuff out there man we i mean we, i think we talked about it before back in the day on on ebay you had to mail your payment before somebody would mail you a comic book? I did that for uh, <laughs> Batman number two. I mailed it to someone, a cashier's check. Yeah. So back in like the early and days of And I crossed eBay, my fingers. And I got, I mean, days. thank God it worked out. But that was a I got rough my, week. In 2000, right around there, 1999, I got my Hulk 181, Giant Size X-Men, and X-Men 94. And I bought them through eBay. And I, when I, I won it. I sent them a money order. Once they received a money order and it cleared, they would mail me the comic. And at one time, I got the first appearance of the uh, the first appearance of Swamp Thing, the Tales of Sen- uh, what is that? The House of Mystery book? House of Secrets. Yeah, House of Secrets book. They mailed it back to me, and my mailman folded it in half and shoved it in my mailbox oh, because my they didn't. They didn't. Because nowadays people say, "Do not bend." Well. Right. He just bent it in half, and I basically, if it didn't have a subscription increase before, it did now. <laughs> so I, open, I pull up. I go, "Are you kidding me?" Right? I said, "No." And I submitted it for grading, and it came back like a, a five point five, six I sold that. But remember, back in the day, I was submitting books to CDC in like 2000, uh, 2001, and there was no pressing back then. Yeah. I mean, you just sent it in as you got mm-hmm. it. So, man, imagine my, I had a Hulk 181. I was an 8.5. Imagine if I pressed it, it could have been maybe a 9.2, 9.4. Nice. But so, and I sold off my collection in 2003. So, so they're out there in the void. Here's a quick story about beware of cracking a book to get it signed or whatever. So I had a situation recently. It was just at the last C2E2. I had a 9.6 DC Presents 26. I didn't look it over before I sent it in to get cracked. I wanted it to get double signed by Marv Wolfman and um, George Perez, which it did. It came back a 9.0 because it had a rusted staple. And I didn't catch it before I cracked Um, it. Had I not cracked it, it would have still been a 9.6. Damn. Yeah, a lot of times, man. It's I, I see people like, hey, man, should I sub- crack this nine? I was like, man, nine sixes and nine eights. I I just have bad luck sometimes, so I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just gonna not gonna tempt the gods. I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. keep it as is. But 
Anyway, any last words, Ryan, before we have no, a little no, tangent? No. You should have never asked us about regrets because I think we go on for I another have, hour uh, about the longer you collect, seriously. the more regrets you'll have, I think. I have many. It's a fun yeah. hey, story time with Ryan. But yeah, no, um, thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. All your support. 150 episodes. We started in January of 2016. I can't believe here we are in December and we're still going strong. Let's oh, do. So we're gonna have more. anniversary show in January, yeah. is what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. All Maybe right. we'll have some, do right. some giveaways. All right, Ryan, you got anything you want to auction right now? You got some uh, no. Batman books? <laughs> uh, uh, Batman number two. We'll start it at. Oh, here $1. we go. Let's go. All right, start, put your bids in there. Batman number two. Justin's already ready, man. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> everybody. Ryan went buck wild with Detective Comics and Batman comics. Hey, he, I wasn't uh, lying when I told you I was going to bring it. I brought it. And I think he still has a bunch left. I we do. ran I out have... of time. It was three boxes oh now i no more 10 cent issues but i have a bunch of 10 12 and 15 centers you know what i i would say we should do another auction right around now when people get their tax returns i'm ready february right around there i I even have a ton of marvel i mean i've got old fantastic all sorts of stuff so whatever you guys want i'm putting i think it'd be hard right now i mean unless not now it's too close to christmas I was going to say, some of you people are really selfish and don't care about giving gifts. You just want to give <laughs> <laughs> Hey, as a collector's man, uh, I'm going to go look for Abinoxo to clown number 198. Okay, right now. first of all, I wanted to, that's what I wanted to say. We missed Otto today, but I want to thank you for taking his place by mispronouncing Abinoxo <laughs> this whole show. It's Abinoxio. 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 It's not the Green Lantern from friggin' uh, that gave the ring to... It was super obnoxious of you to keep saying that. Obnoxious of me to call him obnoxious. Obnoxious. Anyway, there's a chat uh, link for the uh, Geeky Swag Shop to get the sweatshirts. They are 20% off right now for Cyber Week. So go hit up our friends at the Geeky Swag Shop and get Mm -hmm. yourself a long box sweatshirt. Uh, I got one on right now and I'm really nice and warm. Matter of fact, I'm starting to sweat up in here. But I ordered two today. There you go. And I think everybody order them because I don't think he has to order like. 20 of them before they can ship. So yeah, Chad Crow is the first one. You get $10 so, uh, off right now. There you go, man. Right now it's they're 40 and 32. So uh, it's mm-hmm. not something you know what to do. So hit up the Kiki Swag Shop. Thank you for joining us, boys and girls. We'll be back next Wednesday or not. That all depends. It's the holiday, so we're a little wishy-washy. So if we have stuff, we'll come on. But, you know. I want to do a we- New Year's Wasted show. But whatever. <laughs> Oh, we'll be back Sunday, speaking of Wasted, because it's uh, Manol's birthday, and we got to do our uh, countdown to <laughs> Infinite Crisis review of Batwoman and Supergirl. Supergirl. All so right, I got to spend so... two hours of my birthday watching it. <laughs> and then another well, hour with you another hour talking about it. <laughs> hey, that's a hell of a birthday if you ask me. How long you can stay awake. So look out for that, man. We've been talking about it for a while, so hopefully it won't be a letdown. So And uh, hopefully Manimal will be that's super good. drunk. Yeah. good. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. As always, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.